The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Come enable to your left, to your right, you can be seated in God's presence. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Um, I want to again encourage everyone. I have a little epistle or message that I'm going to send out tomorrow. God has been working on it with me all week long. I believe it should be ready by tomorrow morning. It's going to be on all our zonal chat groups. Um, please, if you are not on our zonal chat groups, get on the chat groups. Just get a smartphone and get on one. It's one of the easiest ways we can communicate. I want to encourage everyone to get on board with what God is doing in our midst in church. We'll be launching two services on Sunday. And we are using that opportunity to completely reorganize how this church runs. We've been preparing for this for a long, long time. At least I have been preparing for this for a long time. And God has signaled in my spirit the day has come. A lot of changes. A lot of changes. Starting with the top leadership of the church. We had a very extensive meeting last week after service. And we are going to have several meetings. We, are, we want to use the next two months to begin to fully operate what God has shown us and has revealed to us. So whether you are um, in the leadership of the church, a pastor, a minister, a deacon, or you're a small group head, or the assistant of a small group head, or one of the key leaders, the deputies in any of the small groups, or a worker in the church, or just a member, or just a guest that comes from time to time. I want to encourage you, if this message is getting to your ears one way or another, please be very sensitive to what God is doing and keen to what God is doing. If you are like me, that you have your 30-year sheet of paper before you, and I'm sure most of you know that you all may not be 30 years, maybe 10 years, maybe 5 years, whatever, this is the time to bring it out and look at that sheet of paper. I shared with us a long time ago, learn to put, see, don't just see life day to day. If you see life day to day, particularly in a city like Lagos, you'll be very discouraged. Nepal just has to take your light for two weeks. You'll be very depressed. And a lot of people live like that. But life is more than what you are going through. Learn to think back the last five years, the last ten years. This year, early this year, God told me, took me back to 1990. I wasn't there in 1990 when Dr. K caught the vision. August 1990. To be 30 years next year. That's what I mean by my 30 year sheet of paper. God took me, God took me back to 1990 as if I was there. Pastor, what do you mean? Well, I'm sure you understand it was Moses that wrote Genesis all the way um, to Deuteronomy, the first five books of the Bible. And if you read the books very well, Moses was not in Genesis. He wasn't even born then. How did he write Genesis? How did he write in the beginning? 
God created the heavens and the earth. God took him there. You read the writings of Apostle Paul. I hope you know Apostle Paul was born, or his story was written in the book of Acts, New Testament. If you read his writings, you will see him referring to things that were done before the foundation of the world. The revelation of Paul was even greater than Moses. Moses started from Genesis. God took Paul further back before the foundation of the world. The Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. God can take you back home and begin to reveal things that happened before you were born or before you came. It's one of the strongest paradigms of faith you can develop because when you see life through a 30-year lens, you will see the faithfulness of God over your life. You will see it. Even if you're a Joseph in prison, 13 years, you will see the faithfulness of God. And rather than being depressed by your current challenges, you can start counting your blessings. Ah, that day that God saved me from that mortal accident. Oh, that year that God delivered me from um, kidnapping of armed robbers. And you will find a reason to praise God. Not only that, you will see the pattern of God's behavior. And you'll be able to learn something. And that's what's happening. This is not the first time we have changed the way we run church. It has happened severally. I came into Kingsford in 1996. That's how many years ago? Just 21. Am I right? 23. Thank you for those of you that your mathematics is more general than my own. And it was at a time where the ministry was one of our major transitions. Prior to then, Kingsford was a campus-only operation. And that time was, we were now launching into the city, coming to Lagos for the first time. That's when I met Dr. K. Ah, what an amazing time. And everybody that got on board with that move, man, our lives never remained the same. My life never remained the same. Like Reverend K, we often say, in those days, my main job was his driver. I hope you understand what he means by that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can, if I look back then, if they had told me then that Pastor T, you would be the director of operation, everybody would laugh and fall. I didn't look like it. I didn't talk like it. I didn't seem like it. But here we are, 23 years after, and I can see, wow, look at what God has done. And for me, I now say, what will God do in the next 23 years? Man, one day God told me, if all I do in your life is to reproduce from where you are now, hear this revelation very well. Reproduce the miracles I've done from year zero, 1996 year zero to now. Let's now reset and make 2019 year zero and multiply your life the way I've multiplied your life from zero to now. This world will not be able to continue. I'm telling you, if God will reproduce, if this was, if where I am today was my year zero in 1996, and God now repeats what he has done from 96 to now, this world cannot contain you. And you don't use faith for what you have seen God do before. Because he has done it before. We use faith for what he hasn't done. So I can tell you your future is bright, too. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. I can tell you as long as you are under this covering, and moving with God, I can tell you, man, 
bright future. Just by looking at the past 23, 22, 30 years, depending on how you want to count it. Glory be to God. Your wisest move, somebody say my wisest move, is to prayerfully find out what God will have you do and plug yourself into it. That's your wisest move. Like I said on Sunday, anything that is making you not flow with God, what somebody said or did not say, what somebody did or did not do, your husband, your friend, anybody, just why, where anything, there's any obstruction to the of God, just ask God, 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 heal me. We will deal with the person later on. I must not miss what you are doing now. Just receive healing and move on with God. Glory, glory be to God. It's going to be an awesome time. And I mean, for me, it's so interesting. There was one move we had several years ago. This was after Dr. K had left. So, when I, at 96, we came. We stayed at the church, end of 97. Reverend K pastored us for about a year. He left to America. That was another phase. Amazing phase. Where the founder of the pastor church left. And about a year after, many of you will not know him. Pastor Larry Jewola was the pastor Reverend K handed the church over to. He now has, God has led him to start his own ministry. Also in Chicago. He too left Chicago. I, I remember that phase. Please catch what I'm saying. There were some people that left church because Reverend K left and Pastor Lan left. Missed God by a country mile. Maybe they thought, ah, this church cannot last without them. The founding pastor has left. Now, thank God for those that were supposed to leave. I don't know. But what if someone wasn't supposed to leave? And just because he thought the founding pastor is no longer there. God just kept increasing us. So after Pastor Lan left, Pastor Noel Manufo, I'm sure most of you know him. He also, God has led him to that Zoom Ministry Covenant Light Church. He was a pastor then. I remember one time after a while, we did something amazing. We are, we are about to do something like that now. We used to be just one service church then. And God led us to start three services. And the wisdom was to split the church into three. We call them three zones. Pastor Dotun Ragbade, he's pastoring in Chicago now with Dr. K. He led the first zone. I led the second zone. Pastor Dotun Arefalo, she too, God has led her to start her own ministry now in Lagos here, Dominion House. Doing well. She led the third zone. It was an amazing, that church multiplied. That's the kind of thing we want to do again with these two services. I've told the pastors, I'm stepping back. Many things I will not be doing again is the associate pastors. I've told them. I'm just telling you. So when they start making demands on you, don't be surprised. Ah, is Pastor T has told me before? No, Pastor T is stepping back. <laughs> Praise God. That's what personnel did for us then. He just stepped back. It's your church. He will just come to our service and preach. After our service, he will go. Come to the next service and preach. I mean, start doing things like that. That's God little. We used to be about 100 100 plus church, then we multiplied. That was the beginning foundation of our multiplication growth in Kingswood that season. Hallelujah. Now, God is telling us again, I'm bringing you to a season of reproduction and multiplication. 
You see, because we have this 30 year thing, we can look back at the patterns and go, okay, that's what we did. Do it again. We will now tweak it a bit. All everyone needs to do. Look at your neighbor and say, that includes you. Just prayerfully find your place and settle there. Hallelujah. A lot of pruning is going on in church. I told you about that. John 15. When the father wants a vine to bring forth much more fruit, the, the branches, he will prune. He will cut some things off. They will be painful. So we are cutting off some things in church. Good case in point. Some of our bosses that come late to church, we are cutting it off. No boss will come late again. If you want to come late, come late on your own. We will not sponsor your lateness. God may have allowed it for years. One day God just woke up, no more. If you do that, you're on your own. I'm not going to, my grace will not cover you in that area anymore. My mercy will not follow you there anymore. Better come with me or stay where you are. Pruning. Why does he prune? He told us so that you can be more fruitful. So a lot of instructions. Please don't miss any service. Made some rules for the pastors earlier this week. Don't miss. If you miss for any reason, make sure you listen to the live stream on demand. Like everyone that is not here today should better hear what I'm saying now. Because I may not repeat them. Or even if I repeat them, I may not have the time like this. And just follow God. Life is easy when we follow God. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? It is not complicated. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Just pray one more time. Father, I consecrate myself to you. Have your way in my life. Do what you want to do. Take away what you want to take away. Come on, open your mouth and pray it. Take away what you want to take away. Add what you want to add. Correct what you want to correct. Rebuke what you want to rebuke. I know. I can't hear somebody this evening. I know and I believe you have my best interest at heart. So I give you permission to have your way in my life. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. That's one mystery you need to understand. Giving God permission. See, we're talking about unstoppable. And we want to really teach about faith. This is our month. Our devotional study this month is faith. And we know that faith works by love. So it's really incomplete to teach faith without love. And the writer is the dynamic mysteries of faith and love. What do we mean by mystery? Um, things that we can't really explain, but we know they work. For example, how my car moves is a mystery to me. A mechanic may be able to explain line by line how a car operates, but a layman like me that is not an engineer or a mechanic, all I know is that I put in this key, in this hole, and if your car is a button car, you press this button. If I press this pedal, the car will move forward. The mechanics behind how that pedal moves the car forward, I, can, I can't explain it. Toyota may be able to explain it. A mechanic may be able to explain it, but it's a mystery to me. 
If I press the middle pedal, okay, these days we only have two pedals now. Back in the day, we used to have three for you new kids on the block. There was a third pedal called clutch. How many old timers know that one? Most of you that have a 30-year page. <laughs> okay, two now. You press this one, you move forward. You press this one, it stops. I can't explain it. How my GSM phone works, it's a mystery to me. All I know is I turn, press this button, it comes on. It gives me that script, put in your pin code. If I put in the right pin code, it will open up. If I put in the wrong pin code, it will not open up. I was trying to access my account two days ago. I kept putting in the wrong account number. And this was just telling me invalid user ID and password. I did like three or four times. So I, and, and watch, watch. And this is very vital in mystery. You know, some people, you see, what, what we want to learn is that faith and love, they work by mystery. And if you, you don't have to have all the details, how my faith will move mountains. God can explain it to you. When you get to heaven, God can explain how your faith moves. All you need to know is that your faith can move mountains. Can I hear a loud amen? And that's what we are dealing with. Everything that is trying to stop you. By faith, you can clear them out of the way. If you understand the mystery of faith. Faith is a mystery. Paul told Timothy that. I will get into that from next week. Love is a mystery. Why is it a mystery to us? We can't explain how it works. We just know that when we press this button, things move. So I put in the code. I, after three, four times, I now just took, took a step back. What's going on here? Then my eyes opened. Ah, I'm putting in my old account number. No, sorry. My new account number. My user ID is still my old account number. That's why some, sometimes some people's prayer life doesn't work. Because the, what they are supposed to push, they are not putting it. And if you can just step back, hallelujah, and just let God open your eyes afresh, you can pray and get answers. You can sow and reap. You can walk in love and change everything. I was watching Summer Blast, the live stream, and one of the speakers there was talking about how you can change the atmosphere around your life, your home, your house is what you use. And he told us that, you know, your physical body is a house, your company, your organization is a house, the church is a house. And he said he taught his church four C's. No complaint, no, I, I can't remember all the four of them. And he said people started doing it and boom, atmosphere started changing. Mystery. This is the testimony he gave. In Canada, the government gave his wife, his wife was for the Canadian government. The government gave his wife permission to start a church in, in their organization. He said it has never happened in Canadian history. How you can just start Talking right, you are not complaining, you are not grumbling, you are not. He gave them forces, just forces, it's not his church. And his wife started practicing it. And lo and behold, an amazing door of ministry opened for them. Mystery. That's what faith and love are. And they are dynamic. It's they are cure alls. Remember what I told you last month about cure alls? Can work in your marriage, can work in ministry. Faith can work in every area of life. Work in your finances. You don't have to run Elta Skelter. Please, learn that as a believer. Stop running Elta Skelter for solution. Talked about wisdom last month. Just learn how to operate in divine wisdom. Glory be to God. This morning we're going to talk about how to operate in faith. And you grow in these things. You don't have to be able to explain how believing 
something God wrote will heal my body. I can't explain it. That's why it's a mystery. But I know if I do this, do this, do this, in faith, healing will show. Just like I know if I press my accelerator, my car will move forward. Toyota can explain the science behind it. God can explain the science behind faith. But you don't have to be able to do that. All you need to do, like you know how to drive a car, is to learn how to use faith. And if you can do that, I'm telling you, my brother, my sister, you will be unstoppable. Oh, hallelujah. Because the capacity to be unstoppable is already on your inside. Can I hear loud amen? God is unstoppable. We ended service on Sunday by saying God has no rivals. Ephesians 1. Let's go there again. God has no rivals. Does somebody understand that revelation? Or does someone believe in that revelation? Say with me every challenge before me right now. It's nothing compared to God. Hallelujah. I, I love the way somebody said it. Please, think with us for a minute. If you can ever use your faith to the highest level possible. In fact, if all of us in this church can ever come up to the point where we use our faith to the highest level possible, somebody used their faith to raise the dead. Somebody used their faith to get a billionaire contract. Somebody used their faith to, to, to get a miracle baby after waiting for 20 years without anything. Highest level of faith that we believe God for. Tap into the highest level of God's power. All of us here, we still won't have scratched the surface of God's potential. <laughs> Glory be to God. Can you think about that? And can you picture that? It's not like if one of us use our faith, oh, hey, I mean, we did fasting and prayer last week. So we had meeting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, Saturday, I had like two or three meetings. By Sunday after service, after we finished, after the pastor's meeting, my voice was gone. When I came for, I had to come that morning, that's Pastor T. That, hey, they almost killed me. <laughs> I had to rest for like two days. That's not good. See, many of us think God is like that. That if we draw from God like this, hey, God has to go for one year sabbatical. So tomorrow I, I should allow God rest. Because that's Pastor T, not God. <laughs> you won't even scratch. Think about it in terms of money. If all of us drew uh, all the debts in the world, including the debt of the U.S. government, mm. 22 trillion, Abby, and counting, if everybody's debt got paid, we are talking about unsearchable riches, we won't have scratched the beginning of God's account. That's how high God is. Glory be to God. That's how powerful God is. So stop economizing for God. And I speak particularly to Jebu people here. Don't manage God's power. Don't manage God's wisdom. Don't manage God's riches. He can do exceedingly abundantly above your highest hopes, dreams, or prayer. I, we said something at the beginning of project launch. Let me remind somebody again. How far you have come with God. 
use it as a launch pad, a springboard to rise higher. Hallelujah. If you are already counting millions, let's use number or money. This is the time to start reaching for tens of millions. You will not be taking anything from God, sir. You will not be taking anything from God. Is that far above? That's what the scripture was telling us here. <coughs> so he says, saying, I heard about your faith and instead making certain prayers for them. Because of time, quickly jump to verse 20. And it was talking about the power of God that was walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Please, after God raised Jesus from the dead, you know, God said, hey, man, what a mission. I almost lost my life. Let's rest before we go for another. Mission. Glory be to God. Raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in the age to come. Glory be to God. He has no rivals. There is no competition for God. There is no challenge that is near God's level. There is no prayer request that will make God pant. Hey, my brother has died, has died, and he has died for this. Hey, no shaking. Mm. He is the resurrection and the life. He will raise your brother over and over again if he is needed. Stop worrying yourself. Glory be to God. And you go on to chapter 2, and this is very powerful. Verse 4 particularly. But God, who is rich in mercy, that's a big part of his unsearchable riches. Dr. K has been talking a lot about mercy lately. Look at our neighbor and say, God will show you mercy. You will not reap the judgment you deserve. Ah, that person is not hearing us. Look for someone that is interested. Pray for them. God will show you mercy. Why can he show us mercy? He's rich in mercy. And again, it's not like after God, hey, ah, that guy was supposed to go to prison. And I now use all my mercy. So no prison anymore. So no more mercy allowance for the next two months from anybody. No, that's not God. Hallelujah. Oh, the highest withdrawal of faith you can make will not even touch what God has. He is rich in mercy. Please watch again. Because of his great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ Jesus. By grace you have been saved. Verse 6. And raised us up together. And made us sit together. Where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The same place that was far above. So this is the revelation that many of us may not have gotten. God has no rival. You have no rivals. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God is unstoppable. You are unstoppable. 
You have been raised together with Christ, made to sit together with him where? Stop living life on an earthly level. And like we said, was it last week or a few weeks ago? I can't remember. I said, look, you need to start living on your potential level, not your actual level. Can you remember? what That was about the last teaching we had. What's your potential? Unstoppable like Jesus. Far above like Jesus. High like Jesus. Glory be to God. And we need to learn how to live this way. Amen. So the question I want us to answer in this teaching is, what is stopping you? If you are seated in heavenly places far above all principality and power, might and dominion, like Christ is, if you have no rivals, because you have access to what God has, what is stopping you? Who is stopping you? You are far above all the principalities and and devils, and you know those are the only people that want to stop you. So, who is stopping you, and what is stopping you? That's why I want to help you to answer. Because the real truth is that you're unstoppable. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can someone shout again, I'm unstoppable. Take 10 seconds, lift your hands to heaven and thank God that you're unstoppable. That you have no rivals, just like Jesus has no rivals. That you are raised up together with Christ. That you are seated in heavenly places with Christ, far above one principality and power with Christ. You have no rivals, like God has no rivals, you're unstoppable. Come on, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him for it. Start tapping into your potential. Stop living life based on your actual. What is stopping you? Who is stopping you? Listen, this is the real truth. The actual or correct way to ask that question, you see, the problem with many of us is we are asking the wrong questions. And when you ask the wrong questions, you will either get the wrong answers or you will not get any answers. So what do I mean? This is the accurate way to ask that question I asked you. What are you allowing to stop you? And who are you allowing to stop you? Because you're unstoppable. What are you allowing to stop you? And who? Hey, I want to get married. What is stopping you from getting married? Who is stopping you from getting married? And that is, you see, that's what most people want to ask that way. So they can blame the witch in their village. Or um, the brother that jilted them three years ago. Or the three brothers that have jilted them. Everybody wants to play the blame game. So the actual question is, who are you allowing to stop you? What are you allowing to stop you? You can live in abundance and prosperity and overflow. Unstoppable. Who are we allowing to stop you from living a prosperous life? And what are you allowing to stop you from living a prosperous life? You can be happy, joyful, fulfilled, 
in every area of your life. What are you allowing to stop you? What are you allowing to stop you from living a happy, fulfilled life? I'm talking now. Now, 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 now. And who are you allowing? Because you are unstoppable like God. If anyone or anything is hindering you from getting married, hindering you from getting healed, hindering you from being happy and proud, you allowed it, sir. I know many people don't like that message. And by the way, please, most likely I'm beginning to feel a lot of messages God will give me in this season will be messages you may not like. You know, we are pruning. Can I tell you something very powerful? When we teach and preach in church, not only are we talking to those of you that are seated, humans with us, we are also talking to demons. So one day Jesus looked at Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He wasn't calling Peter a Satan or the devil. No. The spirit that suggested the uh, thoughts that Peter spoke. Jesus told him, I'm going to die. He said, ah, don't die. He said, no, I'm supposed to die. I'm going to get into that in a minute. I'm supposed to die. The devil is talking through you. Sometimes, so, sometimes when you see me lash and get angry, please ask my wife and my children, I don't lash and get angry at home. I'm telling you. That's a message for another day. Glory be to God. Sometimes it's demons we are dealing with. Sometimes I've said it before I knew I said it. And ah, I get ah, God, why I say it's okay. It was necessary. We are addressing a spirit. Many of us don't know. The things we are saying, the attitudes we are allowing to you, you need to learn to live your life through the lens of scriptures. message for another day. Let's, let's get back on course what we are doing here. Who are you allowing to stop you from becoming what you... Let's, let's, let's look at it from a potential perspective. What you can become, who you can become, what you desire. How many of us want to serve God? Seriously, you, you want to serve God. Why? Who is stopping you from serving God and what's stopping you from serving God? How many of you would love to be very generous and give to the work of God and the house of God? Who is stopping you and what is stopping you? Eh, who are you allowing to stop you and what are you allowing to stop you? Glory be to God. You're unstoppable. You should be able to do life, live life, enjoy life the way you want to have it. In line with God's purpose and plans for you. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Anybody interested in that kind of life? Who are you allowing to stop you from living that life and enjoying that life? Hallelujah. Let, let's begin to answer the questions. And many of us are familiar with this story. Uh, Matthew 14, from verse 20. Jesus went up to the Mount of Transfiguration. I will give you the reference because of time. Um, I think the story actually starts from around verse 14 or so. A man brought his son that was demon-possessed to the disciples, cast him out. They tried. They could not cast him out. When Jesus came, Jesus, the man said, ah, God, help us. The first thing Jesus told them, that, oh, you 
faithless and perverse generation. I mean, again, you, you read like that, ah, Jesus was being harsh, Jesus was insensitive. No, he was addressing his spirit. was addressing his spirit. It wasn't that he was abusing them. We, we, we did a lot of talk about wisdom last month. And there's no way you can talk about wisdom and not talk about foolishness. When the Bible reveals our foolishness, it's not that God is abusing us. God is not an ocean the bus conductor. He's addressing his spirit that we should not allow to influence the way we live our life. Oh, you faithless and perverse generation. Even when beyond talking about the father, all of them that were in that meeting, in that church, how long am I going to be with you? Okay, bring him. And they cast out the devil. And I, I actually love what the disciples did here. And may we all learn to live like that way. Because that's what they were trying to answer. They said, why could you not cast him out? What stopped us from casting out this devil? Who stopped us from casting out this devil? Thank God they asked that question. Because we have an answer. I told you on Sunday, God's words are eternal. What he told them, the spirit behind what he told them, you can pull out revelation from that spirit and use it to address where you are. Your own may not be to cast out a demon. No. Your own may not be to, your own may be, okay, I want to live prosperously. I, I want to enjoy the good life. I want to serve God. I want to get healed. But it's the same thing. Verse 20, Jesus said to them, this is the answer here. What are you allowing to stop you? Who are you allowing to stop you? Fasten your seatbelts. You may not like it, but this is the answer there. Because of your unbelief. Let me tell you what is stopping you. That's the first thing to address. Unbelief is what is stopping you. Now, we can break that down. And I'm going to do some breaking down for you tonight. Let me tell you who is stopping you. You are the one stopping yourself. Not the witch in your village, oh, and there may be a witch in your village. In fact, it may be on your case. We're not disputing that they are evil forces. It's not your enemy in the office. You see, the question is, who are you allowing? There may be people that don't like your face, don't like your guts, are jealous of you, are envious of you. There may be souls that God has sent you to serve in the palace, David, that are throwing javelin at you. Don't let them stop you from getting to the throne. That's a big lesson to learn from David. I love Joyce Meyer's testimony. I talk to you about her from time to time. For several years, her own biological father, may God deliver us from evil and un, uh, evil men. Wicked and evil men. Raping her, sleeping with her for years. By the time she was an adult, she had to, to have a relation, you know all these psychological issues. To have a relationship with a man was difficult. Her first marriage broke down. Thank God for the husband God gave her. But a, a year came in her life, and I will never forget this testimony. She had by revelation that God loves her. First of all, she couldn't even believe it. God loves me, care Me. How? But she caught the revelation. And she said, according to her testimony, the one I had, for a whole year, she didn't study anything else. I was telling people in the healing clinic that on Saturday, you don't need money now. You need healing. Sit down on Jesus is my healer. 
don't read anything else. Don't look, it's not money you need. In any case, health is wealth. Your own wealth now is just come out of this sickness. One year, she said she didn't read anything. She thought, Jesus loves me. By the end of one year, her system had been reorganized. God loves me. And all the mess that her father did in her past did not affect her. She didn't allow to stop her. She keeps saying she could have said, hey, my father raped me. That's why I'm like this. Who are you allowing to stop you? Today, Josmaya is teaching the entire world, helping people to overcome abuse. Hallelujah. It is your unbelief. So it's not the witch in your village. It's not even the devil. It's not your friend. It's not your enemy. Your, you are your greatest enemy. You are also your best friend. It depends on how you choose to live your life. Hallelujah. Let's deal with the words first. That you part is the most difficult one to handle for most people. It's easier to blame, the, to blame your friend. It's easy to blame the president. It's easy to blame the economic conditions. It's easy to blame the devil. Very easy. You see, when you do those things, hey, why didn't you do it? Hey, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. You, I mean, we, we saw, we had a training the other day, and someone showed us that it's, it's, it's human, and that would be your first human reaction. Because what that does is, it's not my fault. You are, what you are trying to do is to justify yourself. And let me teach you a secret of life. Stop doing that. In your marriage, stop doing that. Stop blaming your husband or your wife. Employees, stop blaming your employer. Employers, employers, stop blaming your employees. Pastors, stop blaming the people. People, stop blaming the pastor. It is your unbelief. Live life from that. I'm responsible. I'm responsible. If anything or anyone stops me from reaching my highest potential, I'm the one that allowed it. Have that kind of paradigm to life. Praise God. In the early days of our relationship, four persons and I go, my God taught me this in a level. Stop trying to change your, you yourself, you, are, you have work. Focus on your own life. It has helped us. So. We are doing 19 years marriage this year. It has helped us very, very well. When I'm counseling couples and they tell me things they are fighting about, I, sometimes I'll just be laughing on my inside. Ah, that's what happened in our house two months ago. Now, we didn't fight. Let me tell you why. Because both of us have learned to take responsibility for our life and the marriage. And we are not saying your spouse doesn't have problems. So. There is no perfect human being. We are not saying your boss doesn't have problems. We are not saying your pastor doesn't have a problem. We are saying leave them. You deal with yourself. In fact, when you start dealing with yourself, you may even be the one to encourage the boss to change his attitude. Your unbelief. Glory be to God. Can I go on here? Your unbelief. I say to you, if you have faith, this is why we are teaching faith, 
as a mustard seed, both in its size and its constitution. You don't need big faith. This is not complicated. This is not rocket science. The tiniest of faith, but faith that will work as a mustard seed. How does a mustard seed work? It starts very small, but it doesn't stay very small. We have said, number one, once you plant it, so the seed must be planted, it will grow and become the biggest tree. That's what to do with faith. That's what we want to do this month. You see, the cure to unbelief is faith. All you need to do is just be developing your faith. Growing your faith. Hallelujah. Getting bigger, badder, greater in faith. Badder in the good, badder sense. Bad boy. Strong faith. Because it's unbelief. The devil, and this, this is where the devil comes in. You see, I, I'm going to, let, let me move on here. Because of time, I, I want to quickly lay this foundation. And I have just a few minutes left. So, if you have faith as a mustard seed, small faith that can grow, you will say to this mountain, so this is how to become unstoppable. It's about clearing mountains out of your way. You are going to have mountains. Those of you that are being stopped financially, all you need to do is to learn to use your faith to clear the financial mountains. Those of you that are being stopped in your marriage and your relationship, all you need to do is to use your faith to remove the mountains in your marriage and relationship. Those of you that are being stopped in your spiritual growth, all you need to do is to use mustard seed faith, glory be to God, to clear the mountains. Can you see that here? You will say to the mountain, move from here. Say to the mountain is very important. In other words, the faith must be exercised. And what I want to show you tonight is it must be exercised the right way. You can't use the wrong pain. To open your phone. Back to mysteries now. It's a mystery how these devices work to me. Apple may be able to explain the mechanics and the science behind this thing. God may be able to explain how faith and love works. But it's a mystery to us. Just like this. But this is what I know. When my iPad tells me type in your pin, I can't type past on you that's pin. So... The application of your mustard seed faith is vital. Say to the mountain, some of you, I told you a couple of months ago, your mouth is too closed. Open your mouth wide. This one you're not talking is not helping you. This one you are not talking is not helping you. Someone should catch that and put it in his left pocket. Like my mother used to say, so you won't use it to eat a bar. See, I, I, I caught that one. Learn to pray. Learn to declare the promises of God in your life. Learn to speak in tongues. We are coming to that. Because you have to apply faith. For the mystery to operate, for you to unlock your iPad, you must do what Apple told you to do. You don't have to understand the science behind the device. But you must follow the steps they tell you. We don't have to understand our faith, the dynamics of it. But we must do what it tells us. And keep learning. There are a thousand and one things I can't do with this iPad. I mean, am I right or am I right? But the potential is there. 
If I can go and learn it, I'll be able to use it. You will say to the mountain, please watch this, watch how unstoppable you are. And you see that you are the realm of God. What Ephesians 2 told us. Move from here to there. And it will move. Can someone say loud amen to that? Yeah. Barrenness live my life. Poverty live my life. Sickness live my life. It will move. And nothing. <laughs> nothing will be impossible to you. That's the realm of God. Somebody shout, that's the unstoppable realm. Nothing. However, in other words, there's more. This kind. Sometimes you come against some special cases. But you can overcome those as well. Because Jesus overcame it. It doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. That's why we tell everybody to pray and fast. On a private level, a good goal you set for yourself is to have at least a day or two in a week when you are fasting. Now, it doesn't have to be the whole day. I did a fast this morning till about 12 o'clock, private fast. Sometimes it can be like that. It can be a whole day. Because some things, this is how faith works. I was telling you about secrets on Sunday. It's in the places of prayer and fasting, you will get secrets. You don't pray and fast. You are not putting in the right pin code. You are not pressing the accelerator. The car will not move. Faith will not work. Glory be to God. So the, the secret to living the unstoppable life, and I'm beginning to close now, is learning how to overcome challenges and obstacles, mountains. That's, that's all. So we can ask my question another way now. Which mountains are you allowing to stop you? Because it's not, ah, it's that problem. I've had this sickness for 20 years. You can move the mountain. Why are you allowing it to stop you? Don't point finger at somebody else. It's you and your faith or your unbelief. So, what we are going to do very quickly as I close. Ay, kayato sakata posha. I need to start doing Fred Price. So, I will continue next week. But this is what I'm going to show you next week. We're going to go to the original problem in the world. Adam and Eve. They were the first beings that were unstoppable. But Satan stopped them. Satan will not stop you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said Satan will not stop you in Jesus' Amen. name. In your marriage, in your finances, in your career, in your ministry, in living this rich life that Jesus has brought, Satan will not stop you. Amen. See, we, we, I told you, we read that text in Romans on, on Sunday, 15.4. The things that were written were written for our learning. So we learned some things from Eli and his sons. Don't make that mistake, oh. Because like they were priests, you are also priests. Two weeks ago, we told you kings. We saw errors of kings. We saw the right way. Read all those. Old Testament is a very powerful book. It's part of the Bible. Don't ever, anytime you hear someone say things like, 
um, there's a change, and it's true. Don't interpret it to me. The Old Testament is not relevant. That's not what, that's not what they are saying. I bind every devil. We, we are going to go to Genesis. We will see that unstoppable capacity Adam had, which is what we have, and even more in Christ. And you will see how Satan stopped him. And perhaps it will point to how Satan is stopping you. Up until now, it's ending in Jesus' name. And that's what you need to be learning. Hallelujah. It's a season of new beginnings for you. Paul said that we are not ignorant of the devil's devices, so he can't take advantage of us. I prophesy over you, everywhere the devil has been taking advantage of you and stopping you in the areas where you want to see progress, it ends this season in the name of Jesus. Eve said, the devil deceived me. I prophesy over someone. Everywhere Satan is deceiving you, has deceived you, and hindering you from living at your full potential, it ends today in the name of Jesus. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't let any, any devil stop you. Don't let any pastor stop you. Don't let any boss stop you. Husband, wife, friend, church member, cell leader. Don't, don't. If they stop you, you are the one. Ah, he said this. That's why I'm like that. You know, you are the one. The person may even have forgotten what he said or what he did. Learn to get your healing direct from heaven. Move that mountain out of your way. Glory be to God. And move forward with your life. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. Don't let any economy stop you. Don't let any economy stop you. You have been granted access. Somebody say access. To the unsearchable riches of Christ. Rise on your feet tonight. Lift your hands to heaven. Begin to thank God. And commit yourself to live this unstoppable life. Then pray for revelation. Pray for revelation. These things are so simple. When we start showing you by the help of God's spirit. You hear me say things like, I've not had a bad day in over a decade. I can't remember the last time I had it. I can trace it to a year before my first daughter was born. And she's about 10 years old. Now that's how I know. It's over a decade. Some things God showed me. They, ah! So this is available. And I used it and I saw the results. And I've been growing in it. I will show you. I will share them with you. I hope you'll be willing to listen and to learn. Can I hear loud amen? Begin to thank God for your unstoppable nature, your unstoppable status. Start identifying mountains you have been allowing to stop you. Whether they are financial or emotional or spiritual, in your workplace, in your ministry, or people, or the devil. And begin to speak to them like Jesus said. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will obey you. And nothing will be impossible to you. Kalabosha. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. Come on, talk, talk, talk. Open your mouth. This is where it starts. Some people will not say anything. Some people will not say anything. 
and I'm telling you how to put in your passcode. This is how to put in the PIN number of faith. Say something. Talk to the sickness in your body. Talk to it. Talk to the sickness in your emotions. Talk to the depression that is plaguing your life, in your mind, your will, emotions. Talk to your broken heart. I have a bomb in Gilead. His name is Jesus. Jesus Christ heals me now. This mountain will stop me no longer. Sickness, go out of my life. Depression, leave my mind. Fear, leave my heart. If you will say to it, say to it. Look, you're unstoppable. Say to it. Speak to mountains in your workplace. Things that look intimidating and insurmountable, they are surmountable. They are so far below you because you have been raised up so far above them. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.